InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Why does one person's life turn out a success and another a disaster? In our nation's cities, violence, drugs, single mothers, mentors, and even luck all can influence a person's path in life. Our next guest examined this topic in a very personal way. His name is Wes Moore, and he's written a book called The Other Wes Moore, One Name, Two Fates. Wes, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell us about the basic premise of your book. The basic premise is the day after I received the Rhodes Scholarship a few years back, the Baltimore Sun, which is my hometown paper, did a piece on my childhood and life and how I was a local kid who uh, had some challenges growing up, but through a lot of help and support and mentorship, received this award. In the same time, they were running a whole series on four guys who robbed a jewelry store and in the process of robbing a jewelry store ended up murdering an off-duty police officer. And there was a 12-day national manhunt for these four guys and finally they caught all four of them. One of them was from around the same neighborhood that I was from. He was around the same age as I was, and he was also named Wes Moore. This really struck me and haunted me for a while until a few years after I first learned about Wes, I finally decided to write him a note. And a month after writing him this note, I received a letter back from Jessup Correctional Institution where he was sentenced for life in prison without the possibility of parole. And I opened this note from Wes Moore, and that was how it all began. Tell us about some of the challenges you faced as you were growing up and how that differed from the other Westmore. A lot of the challenges I faced really manifested themselves in a lot of my actions. I became very disillusioned with school at a very young age to the point that when I was a preteen, when I was you know 11 years old and 12 years old, I was almost to the point of picking and choosing when I wanted to go. I was getting in a lot of trouble back in the neighborhood and you know, getting in trouble with law enforcement in my neighborhood. I was on academic probation in schools. And I think I just was going through a lot of similar challenges that a lot of boys and a lot of kids go through where they're trying to understand this journey into adulthood and they're looking in all the wrong places to get understanding. And I think it's very similar to what was going on in the life of the other West. You know, both of us came in single parent households, so we had a lot of idle time. My idle time was fortunately taken up by my grandparents, but Wes had a lot of time on his own, and I think he generally tended to fill that time with a lot of things that he should not have been filling it with. And so you saw at a very young age two kids who were really looking for help and looking for guidance and support who were fearful and scared. And one of them received the support and the other one didn't. And now we have the final results of either that attention or, or that apathy. You mentioned support. One thing that really does differ in your stories is that while you were both raised by single mothers, the atmosphere in his home life was dramatically different than yours, wasn't it? It was. He actually made a point in one of the conversations that we have in prisons where he said, you know, your father wasn't there because he couldn't be. And my father wasn't there because he chose not to be. And therefore, we're going to mourn their absences differently. And I think that's a very important point. I think it's, an, it's a valid point. But I think that absence in both of our lives, for whatever reason, really was part of the foundation for that sense of being lost that both boys had. But, you know, again, the fact that I was able to have grandparents around who could provide my mother the leverage that she needed, the fact that I have an extremely strong mother who made it a point to let me know that she's there to be my mother, not to be my friend. Wes, the single-parent household, the lack of a father figure, do you think that's a major factor in these issues? And is this something that's primarily confined to the inner cities, or is it more of a general problem across the nation? I think it's a single factor, but I think it's an important single factor. This isn't just an inner-city phenomenon. You have problems with single-parent households in rural communities, in urban communities, in poor communities, in affluent communities all over this country. And so I think it is something that has to be addressed because it is something that not only just anecdotally, but even just statistically, a child who is coming up with only that one influence in that single-parent household 
is going to have more challenges than if you come up in a two-parent household. Our guest on InfoTrack is Wes Moore, who has written a book called The Other Wes Moore. It's the story of two young black men with the same name growing up in roughly the same neighborhood who ended up in very different places in life. Wes, what made you reach out to The Other Wes Moore? Initially, it was just a sense of curiosity. I had these questions that, as I learned more about them, just really drove me. And so I said, I want to be able to reach out to him and learn more, and at least at a bare minimum, get these questions off my chest. Whether or not he answered them was completely up to him, but I at least knew that I wanted to do my part in order to help to learn more about his story and see if I can better understand my own. And that was the amazing thing that I think I learned the more I got to know Wes is just how similar in many ways our backgrounds were, but how this is also, this story is much bigger than just these two boys. This story is much bigger than Baltimore. It's much bigger than even just one socioeconomic group or even about kids. This story really is about decisions and the ramifications of all of our decisions and the impact that these decisions can have on others' lives as well. Yeah, it's true that a single spur-of-the-moment decision can radically change someone's life. Absolutely. And I think the amazing thing about the decisions is sometimes they don't even seem like big decisions at the time. Sometimes they seem like just small, kind of non-significant factors and things that we do, but they can have huge ramifications. I look at what happened in the case of the death of this police officer, the police sergeant. I mean, this is a police sergeant who was a 13-year veteran of the police force. He was a hero by every single indication, every shred of evidence I could find. And the only reason he was working at that jewelry store that day was because he was trying to make a little extra money for his family. And that decision of the four men to walk into the store and then not only rob the store, but then you know the murder of the police officer shattered dozens and dozens of lives. In your contact with the other Wes Moore, what was the most surprising thing about him? I think one of the most surprising things about Wes was that he's a smart guy. He's not learned. He doesn't have a bunch of degrees after his name. I mean, the furthest Wes ever got in school was 10th grade. But to hear Wes talk and to listen to the things that he says and the insights that he has about his neighborhood and his community and society at large, he actually is a smarter guy than I think I realized going into this process. You know, he's made some unforgiving decisions with some reversible results. But it's a shame when you think about the contribution that he could have made to society had he just made some better decisions. Wes, do you have any suggestions for possible changes in public policy that can be learned from this story? In other words, what sort of things could our society or legal system have done to change the path of the other Westmore? Well, I think there's quite a few, and I think one in particular, though, and I think it goes back to something my mother says. My mother always tells me, you know, kids need to think that you care before they care what you think. We've got an issue in our society, again, both in rural America, urban America, and just many areas that are generally have gone ignored for so long, is that we think these problems in these communities that have been forgotten don't affect us all. And it's just the wrong way of approaching it. Sometimes we generally tend to give lip service to the idea that we're doing work on these communities and we're supporting them. But I honestly believe if we really felt that the cure for ALS was being born in West Baltimore today or the cure for cancer was being born in the south side of Chicago or in a rural area in Mississippi, I think we would approach the way we look at those areas differently. And so I think that one way I think an important policy perspective and also psychological change that needs to happen is we cannot look at these areas as the problem. We need to look at these areas as solutions to our problem as long as we're willing to make the proper investments into it. And in proper investments, I think we're talking about reshaping the education system, making it a chance and a place where all kids do have an opportunity to get a proper education. So these are just a few things that I think need to be done in order to really shape the destiny of all of the others in our society that many times go ignored.
Wes Moore, the author of a book called The Other Wes Moore, One Name, Two Fates. Wes, do you have a website where people can find out more about you? It's theotherwesmore.com. And over there you'll find information about the book, uh, information of, about some of the nonprofits that we're working with, and also we're giving a significant portion of all book proceeds to two different nonprofits. And you can learn more about those nonprofits and why I thought that was such an important component of the work we're trying to do here. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.